It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in. It is Thursday, hour number two of the program, May 4th. May the 4th be with you, as they say. And if you want to talk Star Wars weekend at 508-996-0500, I'm just thinking, where else can you talk Star Wars, right? Where else can you call into a radio station and talk Star Wars? So you can if you want to. Uh, but we were talking about the State of the City address, and particularly one of the things that Mayor Mitchell announced was the idea of having this standard of appearance for the public realm and instituting a 311 number to request non-emergency public realm services for things like fallen tree branches, potholes, graffiti, things along those lines. And Mitchell said uh, that our goal is to make New Bedford the cleanest center city in New England. I believe we can do it, and we're already pretty far along as is. So there's something that we can discuss. We can also talk about last night on South Coast Tonight, and if you missed it, you can catch the podcast. Representative Chris Markey was on with Chris and Marcus and he talked about the draft complaint that the city has filed against the uh, the MBTA regarding the taking of the land for the uh, South Coast Rail Station. And Representative Markey looked at it as, you know, here are these relationships that he and other members of the delegation have been building over the course of you know, 30 years of trying to make South Coast Rail happen, that they've been building these relationships with people to try and get this service here. And that Mayor Mitchell, without contacting them or letting them know that he was doing so, put all those relationships in jeopardy. As as Representative Markey was characterizing it, for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. That the $9 million that was spent on the cleanup of that property, the remediation of that property was, you know, not all city money. And in fact, he said he talked to previous mayors and tried to find, you know, what budget items went to that and that it was a small portion of what the city actually paid and that a lot of it came from state and federal money. So that that, that's not what New Bedford is going to get as the fair value for that land. Now, he said, you know, a couple of hundred thousand dollars. I believe Mayor Mitchell said to me in, in uh, you know, we talked about this off the record before it was announced a, a little while ago. But I don't think uh, I'm speaking out of school to say that the amount that he told me was significantly more than just a, a few hundred thousand dollars of what they thought was the value of that property. So this isn't just about a couple of hundred thousand dollars. This is about you know, maybe millions of dollars because the property is just worth more now. But he, uh, Representative Markey, looked at this and, and, and called this just another example of Mayor Mitchell. I'm trying to think of the exact words that he used. 
I know he called him condescending toward others. And he he didn't mince words in, in, in talking. And he said he, he likes a lot of what Mayor Mitchell has done. But that this is an example of another time where he has stepped on the toes of the delegation, but then complains that the delegation isn't getting things done for the city that need to get done. But he particularly used that word condescending to describe the mayor. So you have to, I, I recommend you go back and listen to it for yourself. It was, uh, it was very interesting to hear the frustration in his voice with not only this particular issue, but with other things like state peer. Um, there was one other, I'm trying to think of what the other issue was. But as he pointed out, you know, here you have the mayor saying, well, they're short changing us on the value of this property yet they're giving you they're they're buying you a 20 million dollar bridge pedestrian bridge to get to that property now the mayor would argue that those two things are independent of each other and representative markey was saying it's all part of the the process of working together with the mbta and with the state to get these things done 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm hanging in, you. I'm doing all right. What's on your all mind? Right. Anyways, um, I find that hypocritical, too, what he said um, on his speech. Just I didn't listen to the whole thing, but what I heard from what you just said and um, yesterday, like he says um, on your show, he talked about getting that other um, street sweeper. But yet he won't come down the side streets. And um, this not what is it a three one one number? Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a three one one system that you can call into to report these things. Yeah, but you know what? I've reported a lot of stuff, and it just just it's a waste of time. I'm starting to give up a little bit on this. I think he just yep, sure. That's why I got upset on your show that day. Um, because um, the, the really the streets need fixing. I mean, I, I take demand response, and I'm not kidding you. When you get on a cottage street in some of these streets, it's just bumpity, 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 bumpity. It really actually hurts your back and stuff. It's not good. I mean, and they've been like that for so long. I don't know. But that other guy calls in, too. I don't know why they can't do the roads. You know, yeah. and then he put the beach thing on. Um, that was supposed to... Um, get started now he said when i called in it's gonna start next next year so i don't know and i was sitting downtown at merrill's and i'm looking and i'm saying what what are tourists gonna do in the bedford anyway besides go hop on the ferry to go to the islands because if you turn to the left there's nothing but the beach and there's a, a bad area of drugs and stuff that he tried to make better with the fire station if you if you look straight up, that's all you have. You have 18, and there's nothing there. And if you go to downtown, there's just very few places that you can go to. Well, I mean, I think I think that there's there is a lot of stuff to do. It's just what who are the people that want to come in and do those things? You know, does the average family want to come in and go to the whaling museum, or does the average family want to come in and go to say you know the inflatable water park? What which one which one of those things is going to bring in the average person? Well, they should have, is my opinion, they should have made the um, the aquarium a long time ago when they didn't, because that's an attraction, that's beautiful. And another thing is um, the casino would have brought some people here, but, you know, he, he's got to do it his way. It's all the offshore wind. Well, the, and, 
the, the casino was, you know, predated all that. But the, the thing about the casino, too, is look at places like Plain Ridge Park where they did build casinos. Look at look at the one in Tiverton. How are those doing? You know, are those are those really are those really bringing in the the kind of people, the number of people that they thought that it would? And I, I don't think that they are. Well, they changed it to Valleys now. So Valleys um, owns them and Twin River, too. But is it, owns that, is, it, is it bringing more people in? I don't know. Yeah, they're doing all right. They're holding their own, and and Twin River also. But um, and it said, remember when they took the survey that COVID didn't affect gambling? Um, and it was on the nationals news that um people didn't cut corners on gambling. I remember that distinctly. I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> people people are going to gamble whether they're stuck inside at home or whether they can go out to the casino. And whatever you like. Like, I like flowers, so I spent a lot of money on flowers. I'm not going to stop looking at my flowers. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about this with my dad last week when we, we went to Foxwoods to go to a concert. And I said, you know, the casinos aren't just about the gambling. Like, there's a lot of other things that you can have as part of that, but you've got to make it so that it's a place that people want to go to for those things and not just gambling. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should have had more because I... I really sat there and said, what would somebody do here but just leave here, go on the uh, ferry to the islands and come back and then scram, get out of here? Because And if you turn to the right, what is there to the right? <laughs> the avenue? There's nothing here, really. I mean, it's it's and there's just more housing. Now they're going to put more housing. I don't know. I, I'm gonna if they if the train does come through, I'm going on the train to get out of here. You know what though, Shawnee? If, if if they brought in more things to do, would you then complain about how many tourists there are around all the time? No, we okay. don't have. We, this is a, this is a. It's it looks like it's always dying the town all the time. I know, really. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I see festival. it the same way you do. No, hey, there's no folk festival now. They keep taking more things away and more things away. How about all these restaurants closing? That's awful. I don't downtown, downtown is a, is terrible. I don't know why. Nothing makes it. Well, parking is a is a big part of it. I know that. I don't know what's going on, but there's not there's nothing hardly any businesses downtown. I don't get it. I don't know. I I, I wish I could just get out of here. Sure. To be honest with you, Johnny, we're going to institute a new segment here on the show where every year when we have the State of the Union, uh, the State of the City address from Mayor Mitchell, I want you to come on and give the counter to that. Oh, let the other people call in now. But the <laughs> thing is, I um, I, I've been asking for the roads to be fixed for years, and I can't even get that. Okay, All right. Sam, well, thank you. I'll be listening. You as well. And uh, let's take some more calls here before we got to go to a break. 508-996-0500. I think, you know, it's all in how you perceive things, and it's all in what you think is what will draw people in. You know, you can say we've got a, you know, we've got great restaurants, we've got great museums, we've got historical um, places for people to come and visit, we've got the waterfront for people to come and spend time on, but, you know... W- who wants to do those things? It's it's you got to look at what demographic you're drawing in, and what that demographic will do once they're here. You know, you if you have a if you have a Six Flags amusement park, you're going to bring in a different demographic than if you're known for your museums and your culture. So it's all in who is coming in and and ultimately what they're spending when they come here because. The purpose of tourism isn't just to show off the things you're proud of. It's to generate revenue. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello, Spooky. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. 
Yeah, um, Mayor Mitchell and his speech was very uplifting. It sounded like a victory speech that I'm going to be mayor again, which he probably will be. I, I don't know of anybody out there that's going to come up with a plan or an idea that's going to, you know, transform the, the city. Even, you know, the mayor's plans may or may not work out. Uh, but this thing with the local uh, representative uh, group there that goes up to uh, the capital in Boston, you know, uh, I can understand him wanting more money, okay, uh, for the city, for that land. I, he's, you know, right and trying to seek that, the, the, regardless of what other bennies that the uh, the state is going to give us, okay, with the train and the bridge and whatever. Uh, it's okay for him to seek that, okay. But again, uh, he, he doesn't work and play well with others, as they see in the elementary school or report card, okay. In other words... Uh, he's he's got to confer with these guys by phone or something and say, look, guys, you know, that's a little, little, little too, too little for that property. Yeah, maybe can we get it to $5 million? Uh, well, no, and, and again, this is, you know, behind the scenes. No $5 million? Well, how about three? We can, okay, you, you guys will go talk to MTA and we can get three. Uh, it was pretty aggressive to come out with, uh, I'm going to sue them and maybe hire a lawyer and all that stuff. But that's Mayor Mitchell. Mayor Mitchell, uh, you know, does his thing, and uh, you know, as as you done said, Mr. Staney ever said was the mayor is my way or the highway, you know that sort of stuff. But again, I I think uh, a few phone calls to these reps and everything established some sort of uh, dialogue. Uh, maybe he could have got more for the property without threatening a lawsuit, which I think the reps looked looked upon as a slap in the face. So right, and 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 Representative Markey was saying last night, maybe yeah, not in these not in these words, but he was you know giving the idea that hey, you know, if you call us and you let us know That's what right. you're planning, we can help you navigate these waters because we've been right. doing it That's for the last thirty years. Well, like I say, the man doesn't work and play well with others. You done my way or the highway, and even uh, in the case of like you mentioned the uh, police chief before. Yeah, he's probably going to check with the mayor before he does anything. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. Is that okay with you? That sort of stuff. The mayor controls. Uh, even uh, uh, the superintendent that's leaving, uh, he wasn't very open to you guys. I think he went on uh, Jim Phillips' show on uh, Sunday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And, you know, to me, that's all from the mayor. I don't want you out there saying too much, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, so you guys weren't really given You're not really giving access to the chief. He doesn't come on either, you know. Oh, no, I have not. And that emanates from, from from the mayor's office, as far as I'm concerned. No, no. So let me let me just give you a little background okay. there. So the I, I had a long conversation with Chief Oliveira about coming on the program regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to do it because he just doesn't feel comfortable in the format. <laughs> no, hold on. But I, I have a I, I have his cell phone number. I can text him anytime yeah, with any questions that I have. On. He won't come on and be available to the public. Is what it boils down to. Yeah, but we'll do not, every other thing, but not what you want. But it's not. But it's not a job where that should be expected to be part of the job. Well, either. again. Uh, you mentioned him before, and I thought I heard last night on South Coast Tonight they were offering five thousand dollar bonuses to come on. But I, I thought last night they said he was applying for a job in uh, in Falmouth, which he's entitled to do. Uh, no problem there. Okay, so how can you be offering five thousand dollar bonuses and say, oh, in the meantime, I'm going to go to Falmouth, which he's got every right to do. Don't get me wrong. Well, because also you've got to do what's best for the department that you're working for too. Well, yeah, but you're not going to be working for them if you're going to go to Falmouth and, and get a job there and get out of the city yourself. You know, it looks kind of funny if that's what I heard right on the program. And in, in, yeah, and, and so he was, but he wasn't a fine. He didn't end up being a finalist for that job. But one of the things that I think of when it comes to things like that. So it's a little bit different when you're looking at a superintendent search. Um, I, I don't think that this works exactly the same way, but I've talked to some people that are in police administration and they said that a lot of times you will apply for that job is kind of like, it's kind of, um, 
it, it's kind of like a bargaining thing. Well, you know? whatever it might be, uh, it, it kind of looks funny to me if you're telling people, yeah, come in, uh, here's $5,000, but, oh, by the way, I'm going out there. That's his right. Uh, don't get me wrong. All right? Uh, so well, that's that's the problem there. I, I, and I don't know the solutions. I don't know if there's anybody out there other than Mayor Mitchell that has an alternate solution. I don't I don't see him losing in November. You know, he's... He's basically, uh, you know, decimated the, uh, the city council, made them look foolish about the, uh, the three amendments that they had that they reversed their, uh, their votes on so to sustain yeah. his vote. Uh, the other thing I'd like to say, too, is about picking up stuff in the 311. I think it's a good idea. I owned a piece of property down in the south end, and I had a, a relative pass away. And I held on to it for a number of years after the person's passing. And to make sure... Uh, you know, I didn't have anything going wrong with the property because nobody was living down there. I, I used to go down there every day in front of the house and houses adjacent to it and pick up papers and pick up trash. Do you know I also picked up uh, diapers that were full of you-know-what, okay, and found them in the same place near the same car day after day, you know, when <laughs> when it was there. You know, In other words, the person wouldn't pick it up and bring it into the house and throw it away there in a the garbage or something like that. Okay, they, you know, there's other days, I wouldn't say it was consecutive, but I, I found more diapers in the same place near the same car, okay? So uh, anyway, to try to make sure the house didn't get, you know, damaged, like poor Big Al, you got three people living in the three tenement, and people go downstairs and they cut the cut the water pipes, uh, and then other people can't live there. That's 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 a lot of guts to do something like that. Knowing people live there, so having nobody lived there, I went down there, and people came by. Hey, is that house for rent? No, I live here. You know, like that. Uh, my brother had a car. Okay, I would move his car in the lot back and forth, back and forth. People came by. Hey, I haven't seen your brother. Well, he passed away. I'm trying to keep it quiet. I used to put on a uh, a radio in the in the um, in the house too when I was there. Tuned to WBSM, by the way. Okay? Thank you for that. Okay, and you know sometimes when you guys don't come on late at night, well the radio was off. I guess as I hear some of your people say, uh, so that made it look good too. When I went to leave and I told the next door neighbor, the next door neighbor says to me, "Oh, I thought you lived there." I said, "Well, that was the idea." So that was my burglar system. Around the holidays, I would decorate Christmas. I put candles in the window and everything like that. Because, yeah, down in the south end there, okay, uh, things could happen. And luckily, after a number of years, I did sell the house to someone who's fixed it up, and there's a family living there right now, okay? So, uh, again, the view from uh, the south end is a little different from the view on Moreland Terrace, okay? And uh, I think the 311 is a good idea. As I'd be picking up stuff, sometimes ladies would walk by and couldn't compliment me. Oh, that's so wonderful. i got to pick up in front of my house. I can tell you they didn't pick up in front of their house. Yeah. Okay? Even though they might have been renters and all that sort of stuff. So I got to know some of the people down there. And, yes, there's some nice people down there. And uh, they, they got to know who I was, so-and-so's brother, and this and that and the other. And I think it kept the property from being invaded. And maybe then I get squatters and I can't get them out of there. And they just, you know, really dump on the house, so to speak. Right. So that's, yeah, make you it know, worse. You know, that's the real view of, of things going on there, and uh, and that's what I had to do to, uh, you know, to you know keep the property from being vandalized and things like that. So, uh, again, the 311 is a nice idea, but I think there's going to be an adjustment in the attitude of the people that live in the city that, hey, we live here, and I'm not going to bath where I eat, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, you know, it's an attitude change that you need, and I think the 311 is a good idea. But hopefully people would take pride in where they live, you know, uh, uh, love where you live, so to speak, as, your, as one of your uh, advertisers says. And uh, unfortunately, and the people were nice people. Uh, there were times I went down there to shovel and the guy next door would come and help me. But here's the real sad thing. 
next to the house was a six decker, okay? And recently uh, they went up on the rent, okay? And one of the people, a single guy, used to come out and see me struggling because I'm an old guy and help me out, okay? Um, the other day after March 31st, I guess, he was evicted because the COVID thing was ended and stuff like that. And uh, I drove down to South and I happened to see him. I said, what are you doing? He says, I'm homeless now. Oh, mm-hmm. that's nice. I says, uh, what happened? He said, well, the rent was seven fifty. The guy went up to twelve fifty. He said, I can't afford that, you know. So, uh, you know, I said, gee, that's sad. He says, but everybody else moved out, too. He says, there's only two families there. So just to check it out, one night I took a ride by there, and, yeah, I only saw two lights, you know, uh, in the sixth decker. So, again, a lot of these people that are invested in properties, okay, that see this big boom and people are going to get in the train and go up to Boston, that ain't going to happen. You know, and maybe even this guy here, maybe he'll have to go down from uh, 1250 to maybe 1000 and get somebody in there. I don't know, all right? Or maybe it'll take some time, okay? Uh, but again, uh, you know, we have stock here that's tenement stock, okay, which is left over from the factory days. I don't see somebody making a gazillion dollars wanting to live in a tenement house in the south or the north end, that sort of stuff. They're going to go out to Dartmouth or uh, Kushnet or Fairhaven or Wareham or wherever, okay? And, uh, it, you know, it, New Bedford is what it is. And, uh, um, again, uh, I think a lot of these guys that are buying up property and speculating, they might end up eating that property and have to sell it back to the bank. True. Uh, yeah. Even the mayor says that, hey, the train's going to come down here. But he sees it as giving you access to maybe Boston to go see a Red Sox game or maybe the Celtics or maybe go see the Science Museum or something like that. He he, I, I believe I'm correct in saying that he doesn't see it as a thing that you're going to live down here and work and go up there. You know, uh, maybe if you're from Brockton and an hour away, that'll work there. But geographically, it, it's it, it's not, it, it just doesn't work, that sort of stuff. So uh, sure. I hope there aren't a lot of uh, buildings that are, uh, you know, that are these people that are investing and they're going to make luxury condominiums and stuff. I think they're misadvised. I think the bank's going to end up owning a lot of these places and maybe letting some of the people that were in there before get back in. Right. Well, Tim, that's more than my two cents. <laughs> and thank you for letting me do it, Spooky. And uh, all I can say is uh, stay spooky. All right. You have a good day. Okay, my friend. Bye-bye. And uh, we are going to take a break, but we have room for you at 508-996-0500. Although, as he was talking about all of the things that he did to make it look like there was somebody in the property, all I could think of is uh, that scene in Home Alone where Kevin's trying to make the the wet bandits think that there's a party going on, and he's got like Michael Jordan cut out on the train going around, and he's moving the the people to make it look like they're dancing. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things that I've done sometimes to make people think that I'm not home. So when I sit there in the dark and don't watch TV or anything, till so that they stop knocking on the door and they go away, stop trying to come in. Anyway, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app or use the open line feature to send us a voicemail on the app. You can also use the app or WBSM.com to enter to win a pair of tickets to see Boston Calling, a pair of three-day passes, I should say, to Boston Calling. We're going to give away our next pair a little bit later on, and you will be able to enter to win at WBSM.com on the app, really easy. Just type in all your info, and if your name is selected, we will let you know that you are the winner a little bit later on. You'll get two passes to see everything going on at Boston Calling this Memorial Day weekend. It's happening, excuse me, at the Harvard Athletic Complex, and uh, you can get tickets right now if you go to bostoncalling.com, but 
Why spend $700 on a pair of passes when you could win them? That's right. It's a $700 value, these prizes. So uh, we will give that away at some point before the end of the program today, and then we'll give away our final uh, pair of three-day passes tomorrow. But don't worry. We have plenty of other contests coming all summer long. So if you don't win, that just means that you're still eligible to win whatever the next giveaway may be. All right. We'll be right back. playing a song called Van Halen on Star Wars Day on May 4th because it's from a band called Nerf Herder. And uh, if you don't get that reference, I'm not going to explain it to you. 508-996-0500. So we're, we've been talking about the mayor's state of the city address yesterday and also the reaction that Representative Chris Markey had last night on South Coast tonight to the draft complaint that was sent to the MBTA, filed against the MBTA by the city of New Bedford. Uh, that could potentially turn into a lawsuit. Now, Mayor Mitchell uh, basically said to Marcus yesterday and into the media scrum yesterday following the State of the City address, and Marcus played the audio last night, you can hear it in the podcast, that basically he doesn't expect this to get to the level of a lawsuit. He expects there to be a settlement that happens before this. But that being said, you have to be, you don't do this unless you're, ready to go forward with a lawsuit if necessary. And Representative Markey, his, you know, the biggest cause that he had for concern was that, you know, they've they've spent years building, decades building these relationships and that this is something that could tear that all down. And they weren't even consulted. The delegation wasn't even consulted about this. That Mayor Mitchell didn't call them or give them a heads up and say, hey, just to let you know, we're thinking about doing this or we don't want to have to get to this point. Is there something you can do to help with this? Now, Representative Markey said he doesn't think that damaging those relationships is worth a couple extra hundred thousand dollars for the property. I think some of you out there may disagree with that. Some of you may feel, especially those of you who don't care about or support South Coast Rail to begin with, you know, you might say, well, if they're going to take that land, I want every dollar that we could possibly get for it. And I don't, I don't care about the relationships. But Representative Markey's point was we've been able to deliver a lot of things to, to the city and to the South Coast based on those relationships that we've built, such as the $20 million pedestrian bridge that will be part of this, you know, associated with this project. Now, Mayor Mitchell, when he came on and talked about that with us here on the program, you know, it was very much his office, his administration were the ones that were pushing to get this done and, and pushing the MBTA to pony up more money for it because he felt that it had to be a bridge that was worthy of being in the city and that the original design wasn't that. And so that he pushed back on that design. 
but also Representative Markey saying, yeah, but you wouldn't have gotten where you got if not for the relationships and the pathways that we had forged. So it's a very interesting back and forth. It's a very interesting and this is a very big deal and I don't think people realize what a big deal that it is. I think it sounds to a lot of people, they hear it and they think it's procedural or they think like, all right, well, this is just, you know, the city doing its due diligence and making sure that they get, uh, you know, everything that they're supposed to get for that land. But as Representative Markey said, he's like, I can't, I can't give you an idea about how this will shake out based on past experience because I've never experienced this before. Nobody's ever done this before. So that's where we're at. We're at a, a... a moment that will set how other municipalities have deals with the MBTA going forward. Now, Mayor Mitchell said to the media that he doesn't expect that this will hamper South Coast Rail in any way, that it still should proceed as scheduled and still should, you know, open by the end of the year, uh, be you know, be in service by the end of the year, that this shouldn't impact the ability to get those stations built and to get the rail line running. That this is all stuff that can happen on the periphery of that. But if if you are bogged down in it, if you are bogged down in this, do you do you have as much? Does the MBTA focus as much efforts with all that they have going on to say, all right, we'll definitely get this done by the end of the year, or do they say, nah, you know what, we've got other things that came up that are more important first. You know, we've we've been spending we've been spending years now bussing people around on the red line. Let's get that fixed. So. Does this shoot you in the foot a little bit in that regard? Now, I don't think so. I think the, the the PR move of that would be devastating for the MBTA, but you know, it all depends on how hard they want to play ball back. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that or anything else, uh, anything else that came out of the State of the City address. Uh, we played it here on, on the radio for you so that you'd be able to hear it in its entirety, but also you can go to the wbsm.com story or the wbsm app to get the story and you can read adam bass's reporting on the state of the city address which also has a link in it to the entire speech unto itself you can also go to the city of new bedford website if you want to read the speech uh, on its own so you can you have access to both of those uh, as a way to be able to read it for yourself and go over it. and again a lot of it is victory lap and a lot of it is just kind of laying out the future, but there are some interesting new ideas and initiatives in there that we can you know, continue to talk about as we go along. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments. In 508-996-0500. Huey Lewis in the News. One of my favorite songs. One of my favorite albums by them. A song most people don't remember. It's called... So, uh, yeah, it's a great song. 
and um, and a great album. Hit Me Like a Hammer was also on that, which is uh, such a such a good song. But by 1991, I guess America was kind of over Huey Lewis in the news, so it didn't do as well as some of the other albums. And then they went uh, in a completely different direction on their next album, uh, Four Chords, and several years ago, which was a remake of a lot of doo-wop songs. And uh, that was one of my favorite when I first got a CD player. That was one of the CDs I went out and got. And it was one of my favorite to play. And so I would have it running all the time. And I remember when I was getting ready for my junior prom, nobody else was home. You know, in a, in a house of seven people, that's that was a rare occurrence. But nobody else was home. I had the house to myself, getting ready for the junior prom, threw on that album, you know, got Little Bitty Pretty One and... Uh, I'm trying to think of what else they had covers of on that album. But, you know, we got all that great, like, doo-wop music by Huey Lewis and the News getting me ready for, for my prom. And that was the year that I, I wore the bolo tie, which was still not one of my greater decisions. But I looked at it as, I know how to work one of those. I don't know how to work a bow tie. I don't know how to tie a bow tie. I didn't realize that it was going to come already tied. Or else I would have just gone with that. But hey, whatever. I certainly look different than everybody else in my in my prom photos. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You know, we here at WBSM are always trying to save you money. Tomorrow we have a great deal going on sale for you. Uh, if you want to check it out, it is to the old Grist Mill Tavern in Seekonk. You know, this is a place that goes all the way back to seventeen forty five, and uh, and they've been serving great food for centuries now, right? So why not get a good deal on some of their great food? And tomorrow, beginning at 9 a.m., we will have $50 in gift certificates to the old grist mill for sale at SeizeTheDeal.com for just 25 bucks. Take a look at the lobster roll on, on the photo at SeizeTheDeal.com. Tell me you don't want to make sure that you get yourself those certificates. So that goes on sale tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., and you can... Get some of their prime rib, stuffed shrimp. They even have a classic salad bar. All of that there for you. And uh, you will get uh, $50 in gift certificates to the old grist mill for just $25 beginning at 9 a.m. tomorrow at SeizeTheDeal.com. So many great deals there up for you as well. Uh, if you didn't get over and get the Brazilian grill deal, well, that already sold out. So you missed out on that, but you can still get $50 to Festiva Buffet for $25, bucks, 50 to the Lobster Pot for $25, bucks, $50 to Yash Chicken for $25, and so many more other great deals. So pick some of those up while you're also picking up your, your old grist mill certificates tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com. Okay, 508-996-0500, or hit us up on the app chat on the WBSM app. Or send us an open line voicemail on the app and we'll work all that in. Uh, and I will announce in the next hour our winner for the three-day passes to Boston Calling. So you still have time to get your name in and get yourself entered. Again, we are selecting a winner today and tomorrow and then that's it. And then it'll be a few weeks before we have our next contest giveaway. So uh, you've only got uh, a short amount of time to get in there to win today's tickets. And uh, and then tomorrow we'll give away the last pair of uh, three-day passes. But when we were talking about the 311 plan and the initiative to try to, you know, reduce the amount of physical issues with the city, potholes, graffiti, litter, Things along those lines. You know, the last caller had it right. It's going to take an effort of everybody to take part in that. 
And I think that there is a reluctance to, to get involved in that. And I don't, I don't know why. I don't know, like, even if you just were to go out and pick up a bag of trash a week, that can make a difference. I have a friend who, for 2023, she has made a pact to pick up one bag of trash every day. Now, she has a dog. And what she does is when she goes out and she takes the dog on a walk, she tries to go to different areas to take the dog for a walk. And then when she's there, she bought the little um, pickup thing there, the little grippers. And she brings a trash bag with her. And most days she fills the trash bag. Some days she doesn't get it completely filled and, you know, maybe might top it off the next day. But she tries to go out there and do a bag of trash every day. And... I said to her, I said, well, you know, Alyssa, that's great because where you live will get clean, but, you know, how are you getting out? And she said, no, 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 I've been putting it on TikTok, I've been putting it on Instagram, and now I've got people everywhere doing it. So people are watching this and getting inspired to do it. I think if people saw folks going out in the city and doing that, that might inspire them to do the same thing because they look at it and they say, why should I care? Nobody else does. And then when they see somebody else care, then they're motivated to get out there and do it themselves. Sometimes people just need that little bit of a push. So if you're out walking your dog, if you're out taking a walk around the neighborhood, if you're walking from your home to a particular store or restaurant or the corner bar or whatever it might be, you know, maybe bring that bag and, and go get one of those. You can get those little spike sticks to pick up stuff. You can get the little grippers. I recommend the grippers because the spike sticks don't pick up everything. The, the little grippers are pretty good about it. And you can pull stuff out of the bushes a lot easier. But don't don't go and get the cheap ones at the dollar store like that are made for picking stuff up at the house because you're too lazy to bend over or you're physically unable to bend over. Don't get those. You got to get like the real ones that you can get at like the hardware store. Like Lowe's or Home Depot. About 15, 20 bucks. And then... You can go around and pick up all that trash without having to bend over. We had a real problem with trash in in my neighborhood, so much so that because you know living on off Glen Charlie Road, people would always drive down that road and just throw stuff out the window. And it took a, a group creating a, a litter coalition to go and get that cleaned up all the time. But people would put up signs on the street that would say, stop littering. I spent three hours picking up trash, stop littering, to try to shame folks into not doing it anymore. Anyway, i got to take my final break of the hour. We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, another hour has flown by, but we will take a break for the news. We will get all the national and international stories from ABC News, all the local stories from Kate Robinson in the WBSM newsroom, and then we'll get your reaction to it on the other side at 508-996-0500. Remember, too, if you don't remember the number or you don't have it programmed into your phone, you can 